Hey, this is your girl Kaylee. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. Today we'll be discussing General Hospital and Young and the Restless in that order. And I want to say this episode is dedicated to Sonia Eddy, um, who passed away. Um, she was General Hospital's epiphany, appearing in I don't even know how many episodes, hundreds and hundreds of episodes for almost, what, two decades of the show. So she's really been like an integral part. And may she rest in peace. And, you know, it's just sad, you know, how she passed away and all that. But, yeah, this episode is dedicated to her. And I hope that in the coming weeks that, from what I haven't seen yet, so I don't know, I'm still behind, guys. So just to put that out there on both shows, I'm behind. But I do hope that they do something special um, to honor her memory and such on the show. Um, I did see the montage, but I'm hoping that they do something for Epiphany um, storyline related. So yeah um so just diving in i'll go ahead and discuss my thoughts on general hospital and this is in order of the episodes as i was watching them so keep in mind that there's gonna be like a random train of thought so work with me so anyway um nicholas keeping esme hostage in a small room in windermere so for me it was like disgusting just seeing him hold like a pregnant woman hostage but it wasn't disgusting, but it was just a low point for Nicholas. But he's been having lots of low points lately. So I won't say it's disgusting. I'll take that back. But it was definitely a low point, and I didn't appreciate it. Elizabeth shouldn't have gotten herself involved in the shenanigans at all. But, you know, her and Nicholas have a history. And off topic, thinking about Nicholas and Elizabeth, I love the chemistry that Tyler Christopher had with Rebecca. They were so hot. Um, and I wish you could come back to the show as Nicholas, but I understand the complexities of the situation. So I know that's probably not going to happen, but they were really hot together. Um, so that history, you know, between the characters is there. So I understand her getting caught up in his shenanigans, but she shouldn't have, though. Especially because, as she mentioned, like, she can go to jail. And what about the boys and things like that? So that's my thoughts. I enjoyed the duet between Britt and Brad. That was cute. And when they rolled in the TV to show like the montage of Brit's moments as she grew up, it reminded me when Franco, played by Roger, came into town again and had those videos shown on the screen, I guess, to prove his innocence. Is that what it was? I just flashed back because I just popped in my head. But yeah. And then Jocelyn and the Hook. So that scene, to me, it was very cringe. <laughs> I'm low-key embarrassed by this storyline. Like, I'm down for a storyline, okay? Especially when it involves the whole town and a lot of the cast. Like, those are my favorite storylines. I loved, and this might be, you know, other people might not agree, but I love the Metro Court hostage crisis. That was, like, my favorite um, point of General Hospital that I remember from growing up and things like that. And I also loved the train crash. That was good. The toxic balls at General Hospital, that was okay. But again, like, it brought most people together. So, you know. But I loved those big storylines like that. Um, the black and white ball, was it? Where Emily died? Text message killer? Or did she die in a text message killer story? I can't remember. But I love all those different things. Um, but, yeah, back to the storyline. So, Jocelyn and the Hook, like, I'm embarrassed by it. But, like I said, I do love a show that involves the whole town and the cast. And I'm even down for a serial killer storyline. But a person walking around with a hook, that's so lame. Like, I can't describe the lameness of it just walking around, like, slinging a hook. Like, it's just ridiculous, you know. 
But, you know, I guess we have to roll with it. It's something. You know, they're trying, I guess. And the fact that it's Heather and, you know, it. I guess Ryan can't get out of that chair yet. So I guess it had to be Heather. But, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just lame to me. That's just my thoughts. I don't know. But um, speaking of Jocelyn a little bit more, so she really cheated on Cam. And I always say, like, just walk away rather than cheat. Spare the other person, you know, cheating leaves emotional scars. And those emotional scars and so many different facets that come about, they take time to heal too, just like physical scars. And I know Cam, as far as I'm concerned, um, from what I've seen, again, I'm not caught up, preface that statement. He doesn't know that she cheated, but, you know, he's still heartbroken nonetheless. And he's going to be even more heartbroken and angry once he finds out the truth. And she should have just broken him before she did that. And she shouldn't string him along like she did. So, and then making him feel like he's like the problem. Like, it was just so bad. It was just so bad. I'm disappointed in Jocelyn. And so, Britt left the show. They killed off Britt. And I know that the actress, Kelly, is busy with new current things. Like, I think she's on Lone Star. Now on Lone Star? Is that it? Or is she on Station 19? I think she might be on Station 19. Um, one of those. I know she's appeared on both of them, I think. Maybe. Or maybe I'm just thinking about Station 19. Anyways, um, she's on one of those shows, guys. So, um, I know she's busy with that. And so, I get, like, maybe, like, needing to leave the show. But I feel like killing her off, I don't know. Like, for me, I'm a huge fan of Brit, which is interesting, that evolution. Because I hated her when she first started out on the show. She was written as a villain, and so she very much played that, and I hated her. But they had the evolution of the character, and the actress is wonderful. And so I fell in love with the character of Brit, and so I love her. So it's, like, hard for me to see her leave the show permanently. But, well, you know. Well, I guess she's kind of permanently because she did die her mother's arms. But on soap operas, you know, people get brought back from the dead all the time. But I think this one's pretty much a wrap. But... Yeah, it was just kind of hard for me. But I will say that I didn't really feel much emotion when she died. And I don't know, I guess because I knew it was coming, you know. But yeah, I do prefer to not kill her off. But I get that it helps with the storyline. It makes it more impactful with the Hook storyline. And I get that they needed to do something to wrap up the character since she's moving on to greener pastures and doing new things. So I guess I get it. So like I said, I know I stopped watching it a while back. But since when? Did all these people get close to Brit? I mean, like, everybody over here tearing up and crying. Like, Portia crying. Like, what? All these people all of a sudden love Brit. And, like, she was, like, hated on. And last I watched, when she first became chief of staff, everybody was still hating her. So, I'm just like, where all this love come from? Doesn't make sense. Um, A little bit more. So, Heather and Ryan, they could be called legacy characters or veterans. Nick is a veteran and a legacy character. My thing is, why give Esme a connection to them? And if Nick isn't the father, I didn't know that yet. So, just prefacing saying it. What I'm watching is knowing that Nick is the father. So, I'm saying, why give a connection to them? Like, she's not a character, hopefully, that's going to be around for much longer. But then again, if you think about it, they did make Martin Gray connected to Laura. And he's kind of pointless, so I guess it doesn't matter. And I would say, I kind of liked how Obrecht has been mellowed down. But at the same time, I don't. I think that Obrecht should be allowed to be a little bit more evil more frequently. And I suppose, you know, I can see how harming a pregnant woman would be too much for daytime. 
But then again, no, because they let Nina harm a pregnant Ava. So, you know, they could have let Albrecht do a little something to um, Esme. I think all she did was sedate her, if I'm right. But they could let her do something or get close to doing something more than just sedating. But yeah, like I said, they let Nina harm a pregnant Ava. So that's not out of the realm of possibility that something can be done to a pregnant woman on the daytime. But I get that they might not be everyone's cup of tea. But, you know, and Esme, I think, is innocent since Heather's the hook. So, you know, I guess that can also play a part into why it shouldn't happen. But like I said, I like her mellow down, but she also needs to be evil sometimes. And, you know, thinking about her turning evil or going back to her roots or what have you, she's lost both of her kids. She's lost Nathan and she's lost Britt. So they were both killed. And that's hard for anyone. Losing both of your kids and them both being murdered. That's hard for anyone. Like I was saying. So I could see if she turns back to her old habits, her old roots. Like that wouldn't make sense. Because, like I said, she's been through something horrific twice, you know? And keeping her mellowed out and, you know, level-headed as much as she was, you know, doesn't really suit her all the time. I don't know. Just my thoughts. And then Pound of Flesh. So both Obrecht and Ava said that within a few days of each other. So I guess the writers were liking this phrase. And then there's a scene with Victor and Sunny, and it seems so odd and out of place. Like, have they ever interacted before? Was like a one-time thing where they actually had a storyline together and then I see the new Jordan now and I've been gone for so long um I'm just now seeing her and you know I don't know what to make of her yet but hopefully I can see more often see her more often and assess how I feel and then Finn over there snitching saying you know started Windermere for where Esme has been like started with spilling the tea and then Valentine quickly figured out I'm not Valentine, sorry. Victor quickly figured out that Esme isn't staying at Windermere. And something that I wanted to say was, I think it's very wrong for Nita and Sunny to go through Willow's records. But since when does Sunny do the right thing? You know, it's not their business. Like, yes, they have family ties. But I want to say this. Being family doesn't entitle you to anything. People should share their truth about whatever, whenever they are ready. And I just want to point that out. People think being family entitles them so much. It entitles them to respect. It entitles them to know all of your information. It entitles them to your life and to you. And it's like, that's not the case. And this is a bit of a tangent, but I just want to speak on that. So, you know, respect goes both ways. And the Bible talks about honoring mother and father. But it also says, people often forget this, um, that it says, you know, do not provoke your children. And so respect goes both ways. And... In terms of feeling entitled to you, like, they don't owe you their presence. Children don't owe parents their presence. They don't owe parents, you know, a part of their lives. Like, when you have a baby, you're supposed to take care of them and do right by them. Like, that's bare minimum. That's, you know, what you're supposed to do. You don't get rewarded for that. You have to be a good parent, an active parent. You have to be, you know, treat them well, not cause any emotional or physical scars, you know. So again like you can't you're not entitled just because you're a parent to having time with your kids or being in their lives you're not entitled like I was saying earlier to being respect to having like respect being there again it's mutual so you have to give respect to get it and what else was I saying yeah I mean you 
aren't entitled to just know whatever. They have to share things when they're ready in their own time. And you can't force things out of them. That's the quickest way to get someone to push you away. But yeah, so going a little bit further in my thoughts. So I'm not a big fan of medical conditions on soap operas because you know the character is going to be healed unless an announcement of their exit is coming or has been made. And so it just really dulls the storyline and I can't get invested. And I'm speaking specifically to Willow's storyline about her being sick, leukemia. It's just, unless she's leaving the show, I, I can't get invested. And very rarely are these storylines in me material these days. They used to be, but these days not so much. All right, so it's time to address Carly and Drew. They have zero chemistry to me. I can accept her being without Sunny, but this pairing just feels completely dry. But also, Billy Miller would probably have been or looked too young for this pairing. And that's no shade to Laura Wright because I adore her and think she's beautiful, especially her hair. And hopefully, after releasing this episode, I don't receive any tweets on Twitter showing how she's been problematic. Um, But yeah, and I also learned something with GH. So I didn't know that women could become, or I didn't know women could undergo chemo while being pregnant, but they can. And the show is accurate saying people should wait until their second or third trimester. I did a bit of Google search to confirm. So I'm glad they stick to their medical inspiration for the show and do their due diligence. Well, at least for this episode anyway, or this storyline anyway. Um, but Nina coming over and ranting to Michael, I don't know. She was just talking about how she can't speak Nell's name. I mean, Nell wasn't re- really much of a mother. Like, again, biological ties don't entitle you to anything. But anyway, she's talking about how um, Willow risking her Wally's only mother is selfish. And I mean, in a way, yes, you can always have another baby. And I firmly believe that the mother's health in life should be prioritized. But, you know, it was their decision to make, not Nina's. And she's entitled to her feelings, but she should keep it to herself or just discuss it with Sunny instead of getting all up in somebody's face about it. And besides, she came across this info, like, basically illegally, right? But Wally, though, he was like, come play with me. Mommy's too tired and dad's too busy taking care of mommy. Yikes. Um, and then another couple of things I want to discuss. So Chase being a singer, the writers, like, they were stuck. You hear me? They were stuck. And they pulled this storyline out of left field, honey. I am not feeling it, and I know it's keeping in Brooklyn's orbit in part, but I'm like, really? Like, I'm just not feeling it. And then the last thing, I want to speak on Epiphany again. I feel like the montage for Sonya Eddie, um, it could have been a little bit longer than those, like, 10 to 15 seconds, but at least it did something, I guess. And I know her death was abrupt, so maybe they were, like, you know, rushed to get it in there and out there in a timely fashion, so maybe I'm judging too harshly. But yeah, um, those are my thoughts on General Hospital from what I have seen. Um, I know I was talking a little bit fast. I know like these thoughts aren't like fully fleshed out, but hopefully you can understand what I was saying. Hopefully you agree. Hopefully you can understand my perspective. And if not, I would love like to chat on Twitter about it. If you do disagree, like I would love to hear your thoughts. So reach out. So that's my thoughts on General Hospital. We're not going to move on to Young and Restless. And again, I'm behind on that too. But yeah, so I'm sad to see that Adam and Sally are no longer together. I thought they had good chemistry, at least at first. So Nick and Sally... I suppose I'll need to see more before I make a decision. Um, Jack is so naive. He's definitely just smiling Jack because behind his smile is an empty brain. I can't believe he's, you know, rocking with Diane again. And is Diane truly reformed? If so, I'm not interested. And honestly, I was interested in her return in the first place. And the act that Jack and Diane put on in front of Jeremy was so obvious and abysmal. Jeremy, like, I can't believe he actually bought it. Hopefully he didn't. And... You know, I'm, I'm 
speaking these things in order of the scene. So bear with me if it like, you know, seems all over the place. But new Tucker doesn't look old enough to me. He looks kind of young. So he doesn't look old enough to be like Devon's father or to be matched up with Ashley. That's just my thoughts. And I see Daniel's back in town. I never really cared about him as a character. But you know, he's here. Whatever happened to Daisy? I can't remember. If she's available and not killed off, she should come back now to make things interesting. And I haven't seen them together much. Again, these thoughts are just me watching it and in the order I see it. But I know Devon and Abby are things, so I'll say this. I can accept the pairing, but not how it happened. I know cheating brings the drama, but it would be refreshing to see a drama-free pairing and a drama-free couple getting together. As Don's biological parents, that furthered the bond they already had. It would have been nice to just see Chance and Abby grow apart, maybe because of his trauma or PTSD, and her, you know, being torn over it, but deciding it wasn't healthy for her to be in that space. And then they mutually agreed to part ways, and then a slow burn with Devon, no cheating. So that would have been my preference. But okay, so now I see Devon and Abby a little bit more. I'm seeing them kiss for the first time. I'm not sure how I feel about their romantic chemistry yet, but I'll give it more time. And it's interesting how they're like, oh, this is so easy and it feels right. It's so shady to Amanda and Chance. I can understand maybe Abby saying that, but Devon, I don't recall Amanda being an issue. And maybe I'm biased because I'll always be in favor of any character that Michelle Morgan plays. So maybe I'm biased there. But um, now I've seen our sex scene where Abby had on the purple lingerie. It didn't really do anything for me. I thought Abby looked nice, though. The color was flattering. And I also noticed Devon's or Brighton's back tattoo. But those things, like, were the main things of my attention. I wasn't, like, turn like, I didn't feel their connection or anything like that. But I was shocked to see him kiss so closely to her punani. And if you don't know what punani is, like, you know, personal area. Um, and I'm referring to that inner thigh kiss again to explain what I mean by punani. But that part did have a little bit intimacy that was nice. So just a little bit. But, you know, I'm still not necessarily feeling them. And, you know, this is random, but one thing I still think about is how dirty YNR did Gina Antonioni. They tossed her aside, you know, when Michelle Stafford went back in. And the only time I liked the role of Phyllis was when Gina Antonioni played her. I accept Michelle and everything, but she's just not it for me. One thing I hate, her style of acting when it comes to scenes where she'll make her voice crack or do something with it when she's supposed to be hurt and teary. I hate it because literally the next word that comes out of her mouth is normal. And I'm like, where did all that emotion go? It's always been a thing, but I've noticed it, you know, um, in two recent episodes that I've watched. But yo, when Phyllis called Amanda and was like, I have abandonment issues, you know, it was (laughs) unintentionally funny. And I was also like, girl, me too. (laughs) Um, But real quick, something I thought I'd never say, and this is really quick and brief. I miss Hunter King in summer. So just, you know, to go along with this idea of recasts and, you know, how I feel about certain actors and actresses. No shakes. I know everybody's doing the best they can, but, you know, just my thoughts. One of the things I wanted to call out, though, I didn't see it, but I did hear or read a a piece of dialogue between Billy and Chelsea. And he basically said that he wanted their night together. What a history rewrite. A disgusting one at that. That man was drugged. She raped him. It's 2023. We should not be trying to excuse or brush away rape like the old days of Luke and Laura, which even that and then was problematic and disgusting. And it's offensive to rape and sexual assault survivors like myself. If you have to do something gross like that in an attempt to make a potential pairing be okay, and I'm using air quotes here, then maybe that pairing shouldn't be. And, you know, I feel like 
you know, getting off my soapbox there to jump back into more of the show. I feel like Ashley and Jack spend more time as adversaries or in conflict than in harmony. And that's sad for brother and sister. And this Stark storyline is boring as hell. Nothing has been done to make me invest in it. Now that Abby and Chance are done, though, does he still have a point or serve a purpose? I see that he's probably going to be paired with Sharon, but I still have to ask. I don't see any sparks between them, and they would be a pretty vanilla pairing. And back to what I've seen, I wish we would have seen um, Billy and Lily's therapy session. If well written, it could have been interesting, but it happened off screen where the land of actually good storylines and happenings seem to occur. But my wish list for the new year, I would like Sally's baby to be Adam so they get back together. I want to skip Lily and Daniel and give Lily and Nick a chance. They had chemistry in that one dream sequence that happened a while back. I never liked Billy and Lily together. Just let me say this is I wanted Billy with Amanda and I'm sad that my parent never came to fruition. And I want to skip Billy and Chelsea. I want to ship Chelsea and Connor off to be with their mom or her mom. And let Adam visit Connor like Neil allegedly did with Moses. Rest in peace, Kristoff, by the way. And then again, Adam barely acknowledges, you know, flesh and blood like Christian. So maybe it'll be a bad look for him to be off screen dad to Connor. Um, I want to shift Diane off, ship Diane off somewhere, but put Phyllis back with Jack. And then I want to bring back Victor's dog that he used to have. And then I'll also say put Nate and Vic together. But again, maybe it wouldn't be a good thing because then Elena would be left out and maybe written out of the show. So, yeah, those are just my thoughts. Um, again, engage with me on Twitter. Tell me what you think, what you like, you don't like what you want to hear more of let me know and i'll be back once i am more updated with the show so once i'm more updated with general hospital young and the restless you can expect another episode from me but again thank you so much for listening tell your friends there's so many old episodes i've done by young and the restless and gh that you can tune into and have them catch up on and just get a feel for how i do things so yeah again just thank you for listening i appreciate it engage with me on twitter and i'll see y'all soon bye